This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, Learn Jazz Standards podcast listeners. Today's a bit of a different episode here for you. I don't normally do episodes like this where I'm explicitly talking about a product that I sell. Of course, I'm always adding value and teaching a lesson uh, in these episodes. So if this is the first time you're ever listening to the show, definitely go check out another episode. However, I'm so excited. I want to talk today a little bit about our very brand new Rhythm Changes Accelerator course, which just got launched in my Inner Circle membership. And I want to talk to you about it today because it is truly a course and a product that I am not only very excited about, but I believe in very strongly as far as the process of learning how to play jazz and improvise especially over top of this important song form called Rhythm Changes. So I hope you'll allow me to be a little bit more promotional today just to talk about this course and why I think you might want to consider joining it and how to know whether this could be a good choice for you to join the Inner Circle, which is where this course is exclusively available to to our members. So first, a little bit about Rhythm Changes. So Rhythm Changes is a really important song form in jazz. It's based off the chord changes of I Got Rhythm, which is, of course, a George Gershwin tune. And so many jazz musicians like Charlie Parker and so on and so forth have created other melodies on top of this important chord progression. So a lot of times you'll hear professional jazz musicians and jazz teachers like me talk about the blues and rhythm changes being two of the most important song forms in jazz. And we have actually made a course called Jazz Blues Accelerator, which focuses on mastering a jazz blues. But we just came out with Rhythm Changes Accelerator to help you master rhythm changes. Now, the fun thing about this course is me and my team, we've been working on it for, I would say, the past four months or so as far as planning it, talking about it, working on creating the resources, working with our video editor, working with me creating videos for getting the resources in. And Literally during the third month, we actually decided to go completely back to the drawing board and not get rid of everything that we were doing. But we decided that since Rhythm Changes is such a complicated song form to master, that we needed to kind of change our approach a little bit to make it not only a little bit more accessible for a lot of folks who would consider themselves beginner or intermediate jazz players, but to make it even more powerful in the context of what this particular um, song form has to offer. So the benefits of studying rhythm changes are it really contains a lot of the most important changes in jazz, like one, six, two, five is really what most of the tune is based off of. But it also has some blues harmony going to the four chord and the sharp four diminished and the bridge with the cycling dominant seventh chords. It's kind of one of those song forms that if you know it really well, 
it really will help you playing all the rest of jazz, right? It's just kind of like what I would call a super song form where you work on it, you master it, you get really proficient at it. And when you start learning other jazz standards, everything seems a lot easier. So as I was saying, you know, we made all these changes and, you know, in the inner circle, a lot of the stuff that we do, a lot of the courses we do, or even our monthly jazz standard studies, it's all based around practicing, right? I mean, yes, learning new tactics and strategies and tricks is, is really awesome. And that's a great, important part of education. But really to me, and the thing that I've seen a lot of my, our members and, and just students in general really improve is through practice programs, like actual practice plans that help you get from point A to point B, which to me is um, one of the biggest benefits of taking courses versus just listening to podcast episodes or random YouTube videos is getting a step-by-step plan where you know that you are making progress. You know that each lesson that you're working on, each practice session is actually building off of each other towards a goal. And so in the inner circle and a lot of the other courses we've done, like our 30 steps to better jazz playing course or our jazz blues accelerator, so on and so forth, we use different practice plans um, and strategies. Well, in this one, I wanted to employ a strategy that is kind of a bit of an evolution of some other strategies that I've used for other courses. And one that I'm really actually going to be leaning further and further into in future courses, as well as even our jazz standard studies in the inner circle. And that practice strategy, I actually first um, publicly taught and put a name to in our recent um, Learn Jazz Live virtual summit, Learn Jazz Live 2022. And the practice strategy is LCI. It's my LCI practice strategy. And LCI stands for learn, compose, and improvise. And so with that in mind, I kind of want to talk about how we've used this strategy to help you master rhythm changes in our Rhythm Changes Accelerator course. So our course is split up into five different modules. And the first three modules are actually the L process of the LCI strategy. And L stands for learn, okay? So learn uh, is obviously important. And the three different ways we learn in Rhythm Changes Accelerator is in module one, we learn a rhythm changes head. So in three practice sessions, we break it up into smaller pieces so that by the time you're done module one, you'll have learned a rhythm changes head um, because we need to know how to play a melody to rhythm changes. And the melody, of course, outside of just you obviously need to know the melody is a lot of great tools for actually learning how to improvise over rhythm changes as well. Uh, in module two, we go and continue the learning phase and we work on mapping out rhythm changes. And a lot of our inner circle members will be familiar with this as well. But we implement important strategies with chord tone maps, guide tone maps, and then approach tone maps. So chord tones are really about getting the chord tones mapped out using voice leading so that you can get through the entire song, just mapping out the chord tones, getting them in your ear, getting them in your muscle memory. And then in another practice session, we work on the guide tones, which are the thirds and sevenths. Those are important notes you want to learn how to resolve to. And since the chord changes are going by so quickly in rhythm changes, right? Like the A sections is just two beats per chord. It's so fast. 
really, it, this is helpful because we're focusing on less notes, the important notes. And when you can focus on those important notes and get to know them on your instrument, then it's going to be easier for you to navigate these changes and not worry about playing all the notes under the sun. And then on another practice session, we work on the approach tone map. This is really what we consider in uh, on the LGS team is the gap between mapping out notes on your instrument and over the changes and actually improvising. It's sort of like the exercise that like bridges the gap between the two of them, um, where we work on chromatic approaches and diatonic approaches and neighbor groups and ways and strategies to actually target those important notes. And really the approach tones, that's how you really start sounding like quote unquote jazz, right? So we really work on that in the course as well. In module three, we continue the learning process by learning a rhythm changes solo. And this is important for learning language, obviously. We need to learn some language. If we don't know what to play or how to sound or what some great ideas are, then it kind of gets difficult for us to create that for ourselves. So we always recommend doing that. And we also, in the course, we, yes, do have the notation available for C, B flat, E flat, and bass class clef instruments. We have notation for everything, but actually during this module, we recommend learning it by ear. And the way we do that, of course, is by providing recordings, but also breaking this up into just eight bar phrases. So it's kind of exciting because like you work on uh, you know, a session for maybe a couple practice sessions and you'll get those eight bars down by ear and you'll feel so accomplished and energized and you'll realize that you can do it even if it's a little bit difficult at first, even if you've never done learning by ear before, by breaking it down into smaller chunks, it actually makes it so much, so much, so much more accessible and it's just exciting. And so we actually break that down into four different sessions so that by the time you're done this module, you've learned an entire one course 32 bar rhythm changes solo. Okay, so that's the learning process of the LCI strategy. So learning the rhythm changes head, mapping out the rhythm changes, and learning the rhythm changes solo. So by the time you're kind of done modules one through three, you really have a lot of confidence for note choices that you can play, how to navigate rhythm changes, some even actual truly musical melodic ideas that you learned in the solo. Okay. Then we go to module four, and this is where we go to the C part of the strategy, which is compose. Um, now, composing is something that over the years I have become more of a believer in as far as learning how to improvise. And you probably, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, have heard me talk about this a lot. If you're one of our inner circle members, you've definitely heard me talk about this a ton, a ton, a ton. Um, composing is like slowing the improvisation process down. It's giving yourself the opportunity to dream up the solo that you want to play. It's giving yourself the opportunity to um, confirm the sounds that you can hear right now, right? Not necessarily like compose the best jazz solo that's ever existed, but compose what's actually in your head that you have the knowledge that you have now, right? Based on the information you've learned outside of this course and inside of the course, right? So in this module, we do the same thing as we break it down into eight bar segments where you compose and memorize your own solo, not necessarily notating it, but just, you know, composing it on your instrument and memorizing as you go. So that by the time you're done this module in four different practice sessions, you'll have composed 
your very own 32 bar solo, right? And played the best ideas that you know how to play today, right? So, so powerful. I, I found that a lot of my students who are composing are kind of the ones that I see getting it a little bit faster. And so that's why it was really important to me that we included this process in the course. Okay, then that's the C part of the strategy. And I stands for improvise. So L, learn, compose, improvise. So improvising is pretty obvious. A lot of us playing jazz or wanting to play rhythm changes, we want to improvise over the changes. Like that's one of the biggest draws, right? Whether you're a bass player, saxophone player, trumpet player, piano player, guitar player, right? Improvising is important to all of us. And what we do in module number five, the last module, is we really intentionally practice improvising in smaller chunks. We break it again down into eight bar segments because a lot of us make the mistake of trying to just learn how to improvise over an entire song form, right? And that's very difficult to do, right? It's too much information. It's very overwhelming. And improvising is reacting. So why don't we just break it down and, and allow ourselves to only take on the pressure of trying to react to eight bars at a time. And so that's what we do. And you're armed with all this stuff. You're armed with the solo that you've composed. You're armed with the etude. You're armed with the, the mapping exercises. You're, you're armed with the, the melody, the head at this point. So you have all this information that you've internalized that you're now able to start essentially uh, experimenting with, right? And so we break this down into four different practice sessions, improvising over the first eight bars, improvising over the second eight bars, improvising over the third bars, and then the fourth uh, bars. So um, it's really exciting. It's really cool. It's really, really fun. Um, then to kind of close off the course, something that's really important is to kind of sum it all up. And we've done these in our other courses like Jazz Blues and Minor Blues Accelerator, where we do these jam sessions, which are kind of like here, post in the community. We have a community discussion forum, a recording of yourself doing something, a project. Of course, in this case, it's a little bit different. So our final project is... Um, you get on a backing track or how, whatever you want, and you record yourself playing the melody of the, the, the rhythm changes you learned, playing the solo, the etude you learned, playing your composed solo, improvising for a few choruses, and then playing the head out. And so it really is the culmination of the course where you feel like, wow, I was able to actually accomplish this. How amazing is this that I was able to do this, right? So it's really exciting, and it's a really... Um, it's really a powerful course, and I'm really excited to see a lot of our inner circle members start going through this course. And I want that transformation for you too. So if you're someone who's like, hey, I really need something to practice right now, like, and you're someone who's like, hey, I really want to improve my jazz skills, well, rhythm changes is a great way to do that. And maybe you're someone too who has just felt a little bit aimless in their practicing and doesn't feel like they're quite getting results. But if everything I just said to you and talking about this process and you being able to say at the end of these five modules and the final jam session, like, wow, this is what I'm now able to do. Like, I think there's zero doubt in my head that you're going to complete this course, a better jazz musician than you were before you started. Like, it will just be pretty much impossible no matter what level you're at, no matter what instrument you play. This is for all instruments, by the way. Um, that you will have no choice but to improve. So if that's so, definitely sign up for the Inner Circle. You go to ljsinnercircle.com and 
you can sign up for Rhythm Changes Accelerator simply by doing that. When you become a member, um, you'll have access to Rhythm Changes Accelerator. Um, you'll see a section in the inner circle says courses, and there's a list of courses, and Rhythm Changes Accelerator is now in there. And we've also decided this time, a lot of times in the past, um, especially obviously before we started our membership two years ago, we sold our courses separately. And Rhythm Changes Accelerator, we're actually making a point, um, at least for now, to not sell it separately. We just really um, are kind of starting to navigate a little bit more towards keeping all all of our courses more just for our Inner Circle members because we really think that our community in the Inner Circle is is really powerful and that one course um, is is obviously a really important thing, right? It's an important thing to take a, a powerful course like Rhythm Changes Accelerator. But it's really the ongoing community that we have in the membership. Um, those doing our Jazz Standards Club, which is where we study a new jazz standard every single month. It's kind of that process, that long-term commitment that we're seeing people get the most results. And that's the reason we do all of this is... You know, yes, of course, we run a business. We want to make our revenue numbers, but it's it's really only because we want to have an impact and help folks play jazz and have fun and feel that feeling of what it feels like to improvise freely and enjoy music, right? Um, so again, check it out, uh, ljsinnercircle.com um, to check out this course. Again, thank you um, if you're here listening to the very end. Thanks for allowing me just to be a little bit self-promotional here and explicitly talk about this course because I'm very excited about it and I believe in it. So thanks for being generous with me to do that. So ljsinnercircle.com and you will see you at our next uh, podcast episode. So check your podcast feed. Cheers and hope to see you in Rhythm Changes, Changes Accelerator. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.